Hello and welcome to the Game Nexus Podcast, Episode 5. I'm Inufe, and joining me today is... Game Master 14, just like always. Alright, Game Master. So it's been about a month since our last podcast, and uh, I've, I've managed to play some games in a month. You've... Well, what kind of stuff have you played? Release Recently, I downloaded Super Puzzle Fighter 2. HD, Turbo, Remix, Alpha, Beta, Hyper, Extreme, Mega. For Matching Service X. Exactly. And for X, uh, it's for uh, Xbox Live Arcade and PlayStation Network. And it's basically an HD remake of the PlayStation 1 game. But they our also... Listeners, our listeners want to know, did you download it for Xbox Live Arcade or PlayStation Network? I downloaded the Xbox Live Arcade one um, just because I have more friends on my Xbox Live list than I do on my PlayStation Network list. Is the price the same on both? The PlayStation 3 version is one penny cheaper. Oh my god. So I think, you know what? I think Xbox gamers should demand our penny back. Yeah, we definitely should. We It, it should have oh. been 799 Microsoft points, not 800. But one Microsoft point is not a penny. Well, it close enough. I think we deserve one Microsoft point back. Okay, so how was that? I like it a lot. I never played the Game Boy Advance or the PlayStation 1 game, um, but I always heard people say really good things about it and how it's really fun. So I took a chance and downloaded it, and pretty awesome. I like it a lot. I see what why people say it's one of the best puzzle games ever made. It's definitely worth the $10 that out there for it. I mean, they retooled the game because I heard before that only Ken and Donovan were, if you still got seriously good at the game, were the only two ones you could use because of the way their drop patterns are. I got a good question. Uh, I'm I'm as much of a street fighter as you, but who the hell is Donovan? Donovan is from Darkstalkers. Oh, right. Okay. I'm, yeah, Donovan's Darkstalkers. He had that big sword. Oh, okay, I didn't really play a lot of Darkstalkers. Only ones who I really know in that are like Morgan, Lilith, and that vampire dude. Dimitri? Yeah, those are the only real Darkstalkers characters I kind of know. I played, I played way too much Darkstalkers on PSP when I first got my PSP because it was the only game I had. Huh. So well, I what have... other games have you been playing? Uh, as you, uh, I got into the Call of Duty 4 multiplayer beta for the Xbox 360. And well, we both got into that, actually, and we're probably going to talk about that in a bit more in detail later. Yeah, um, basically, so far, it's it's good. It's really, really good. Well, since we all know you're dying to do it, considering last time's podcast, tell us about Persona 3. Persona 3. So far, I'm about, about a little over 14 hours into Persona 3. And I can safely say that it is the best RPG I have played conventional RPG since Final Fantasy X. Really? Way back then. It is the best RPG. I don't know oh, why, wow. but so far I have been sucked in, sucked into this world. Uh, uh, and it's just so, like, I don't know what it is, but... The storyline and the atmosphere, it's also it's so rich and it's there and it just doesn't feel like that story kinda has been done in a game before. 
Um, and it's just unique is kind of what I like about it because it feels like a lot of the games I'm playing now, they have these stories that aren't too unique and they're pretty cookie cutter and stuff. I mean, some of the people have been having knocking at it saying, oh, the dungeons are, you know, they randomly generated. But to me, I mean, that doesn't really take off too much of it because doesn't it feel like every dungeon and most RPGs are just kind of the same with a different layout and a different texture? That's one thing I liked about uh, playing the Diablo games. All the stuff was basically randomly generated. That's what yeah. made it fun. That's kind of it's kind of like what Persona Three is. It's it's kind of like Diablo. Kind of you know, every time you go back into this place, uh, you have a new level you have to explore, and it'll be randomly generated. Uh, oh, cool. So, but that's kind of how it's like. I mean, it's not like it's this repetitive grind fest and stuff because <laughs> grind. Well, uh, grind. Since I know you hate that word. Uh, um, it's not like a leveling fest with some games where it's like you get to a certain point and you hit a brick wall and you're like, okay, I need to grind for like, I mean, level for like five or six hours to get past this chokehold. If you get to a point where you can't really be, you can, you normally only spend maybe 30, 45 minutes leveling up um, in a certain area and you can do it. You have to just make, make sure that uh, you can level pretty quickly and wherever you're at because your characters will get tired, and if they get your characters get tired in battle, they don't do as much damage, and when they heal, they only heal for half damage, and when they receive healing, they only receive half of the healing. So, that part right there, it kind of takes away... It gets a little annoying, but it's not something that... I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's a perfect game, because I don't think there is a perfect game that exists, but that's a whole other topic. Can we expect a full review from you when you're done? Yes, you'll expect a full review from me when I'm done. And I'm pretty sure by playing... I've been, I also bought... Um, moving on to my next game, I bought Bioshock because, you know, the hype and the reviews have been through the roof. And so... I picked up the Collector's Edition for PC at GameStop. And this has been one of the one times where the PC launch has been so botched that I wish I just bought the Xbox 360 version yeah, I heard there was all played. kinds of problems with that. There has been a ton of problems. So far, when I bought the game, first I got home and installed it, the activation servers on Take-Two's part were down. Meaning you couldn't play the game? So I couldn't verify my install, so I couldn't play the game for another day after I bought it, which Oh, wow. So, How big of an install? Uh, I think it's 8 gigabytes of data. Oh, that's not too too bad compared to yeah. your other game that was like 20 gigabytes Van- yeah Vanguard Saga of Blunders because huh. uh, that game is just uh, that's another whole podcast I could go on about the, the pissy shitty design of that game basically what's happened in Bioshock for me is I have a widescreen monitor and if anyone's heard about the widescreen dilemma what they did and what Ken Levine decided they wanted to do to present the game in widescreen. Um, well, from what I heard on the PC Gamer podcast when they were interviewing him, he said, you know, they designed the game for widescreen and they were playing the game in widescreen. But then when they got close to the end, they said, all right, how are we going to do this by a four, four by three ratio? Because they were playing it in widescreen the entire time. So what they decided to do is they could either, you know, stretch out the. Uh, stretch and squash the 16 by 9 pitcher to fit in 4 by 3 or they could extend out the 16 by 9 pitcher top and bottom and left and right 
to fit perfectly on a 4x3 TV and the aspect ratio will be maintained. But what some of these super widescreen aficionados that think everything should just be glaring widescreen, nothing 4x3, which I'm not one of those people, have complained in saying, oh, the, you know, the, the 4x3 people get a bigger field of view uh, and stuff and the game's so much better experience. So, but you know, of course, somebody gets pissed off. But somebody made a point of view hack, where in Bioshock you can hit—I think you hit star on your keyboard, and then you hit the minus sign, and it'll shrink down. It'll like increase your field of view, kind of, on each side to try to give you a better field of view vision thing. So that's out, and I've been use—I use that for a little bit, but then I just kind of forgot about it because it doesn't really bother me. I mean, I can still play the game just fine on a monitor, how it is. But I have to say that I know I've seen like tens, tens, and you know high nines for this game everywhere. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. But maybe it's just because there's been problems on my PC. Because I remember there was a problem with all uh, ATI cards that I had this problem where the there'd be a problem with the shadows where the shadows wouldn't appear, and like everything you'd there'd just be like. Where there's supposed to be a shadow, it would just be a black spot, and like it, stuff would just drop off, or sometimes enemies wouldn't appear. But the ATI already made a quick hot fix for that, so that's been fixed. So I can play the game now. Oh, that's good to hear. So finally, after I can play, after not being able to activating it, having to find the four by three to find the uh, sixteen by nine mod, and then finally getting the quick fix for my video card, I start playing the game, and then it crashes on me. And I'm like, what the hell? So it crashed on me. I load it back up, and it's loaded into like 800 by 600 resolution with everything turned all the way down. <laughs> so I'm thinking, what the hell is this? How so, bad did it look? Oh, it looked pretty shoddy. Because when I was playing on 400, uh, 1400 by 900, and everything was on high, and I had everything on all the way up, all the way, I was getting around like you know 45 frames a second on my video card. Um, so, I mean, which, it looked really good. Like, it looked better than the Xbox 360 demo, I thought. So, I load the I load the game back up. I'm looking at it, and I'm wondering what the hell caused this. So, I turn all the graphics back up, but when I go to ch- change the resolution back up, the game crashes again as soon as I mess with the resolution slider. Ouch. So, I'm thinking, what the hell? So, I'm going through all these forms. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking... And I can't find jack shit about why this is happening. And uh, nobody else has had this problem. So, but then I finally, I can't remember where I stumbled upon it. Somebody had this problem that had the, that also had a uh, AMD uh, dual core X2 processor. Yeah. And they said when you overclock the processor too much, the game will shut itself down. For some odd reason, with AMD processors, it was doing this because I have my AMD. I have a 4200 plus dual core, and I had it's stock at 2.2 gigahertz, and I had it overclocked up to 2.7 gigahertz. And I mean, it was running rocks. I mean, it was running stable with every other game I was throwing at it, and no problems, no overheating at all. So, but then I turned it, turned the. Uh, overclock down to about 2.5 and I could finally get the resolution back up and play the game 
Yeah, but I did have a little bit decrease in um, performance. I went from about you know forty five fifty frames a second to about forty to forty five frames a second. But that nothing, happens. nothing, nothing heartbreaking because your eyes can't even see faster than twenty four frames a second. Well, I have played that uh, Bioshock demo as well on the three sixty. It's a it's a decent shooter, but the only thing is, like I told you before, is I totally hate the art style. I would would have liked it to be like a more realistic art style, more like something like Oblivion or or um, Fallout Three or something like that. I just couldn't get past it. That it's kind of like Art Decoy. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty Art Decoy, but once you get in, I mean, once you get into it, this the story. Oh, but. I mean, that wasn't the last of my technical problems. There's one technical problem that still hasn't been fixed. What's that? With the creative... You have the same sound card and the exact same surround sound speakers as I do, correct? The creative... Oh, what is it? Audigy 2 ZS? Yeah. And the creative Inspire 7.1 surround sound speakers? Yep. And so there's a problem now with all the... You know how you pick up those little, like, diaries in the game and they try to reveal more about the story to you? Yeah. Whenever you play those, they're so faint in the PC version, I can't hear them at all. Huh. And their fix on the 2K website, the Bioshock website, was to turn up the wave volume. Huh. So I tr- I had that all the way turned up. I had, like, vo- I had like music on one, and sound effects on one, voiceover volume at, like, ten and I could actually I could hear it if I had my like uh, stereo cranked way up, so that still has been fixed. So I don't think I'm going back to this game until they decide to fix all the technical problems because I don't want a game like this to be have my time ru- ruined and not have a good gaming experience as like they intended me to. Because 2K Australia did a shoddy job making the PC version. Well, have you been playing anything else? Besides that, I bought Blue Dragon yesterday. I haven't had a chance to sink my teeth into it. I plan to, hopefully, after Persona 3, or try to play both at the same time, since Bioshock is going to be put on hold for who knows how long. Um, has, the, has the PS3 fanboy in you looked at the case with all three of those discs and yelled at the game, saying, You're on three discs! It could have really used Blu-ray! It's stupid. No. It's worthless. The the only thing inside of me that says they're fucking stupid for stacking three discs on top of each other inside the case instead of just making like individual like you know how some multi DVD things have like a flip inside the DVD. Yeah. Like they should have made it like that instead of stacking all three discs together on top of each other. That sounds like how my uh, Half Life Two Game of the Year edition is it. It's the five CDs just stacked on this one spindle thingy. Yep. Which, yeah. of course, that are CDs, so it might not be as bad, because I, I think DVD-9s kind of scratch a little easier. Yeah, they do. The only thing... Like, you know what I hate when you get a game? Is when you have... You get, like, a CD version of a game, and there's, like, six or seven CDs, or eight CDs. Yeah. And they're all in paper sleeves. Well, I don't mind that as much I just as the really... stacking hate paper sleeves. Yeah, I'm not so big on stacking either. I just like it when a game uses one DVD. Yeah, that's nice. Why do you need to put it on CD? 
what self-respecting PC gamer is not going to have a DVD drive? Yeah, I think my Neverwinter Nights 2 came on like six CDs. The rest of the CDs are still in the box. Yeah, I just thank- keep uh, disc one around because that's what you need to play. Thank- I know. Thank God. I mean, shit like that, just that's what makes me install all those new CD patches all the time. Even if yeah. I own the game, just so I don't have to go fishing for the damn CD. And that's why I like Steam. Even though I hate, even though like when you buy a game off Steam, you don't have to go find the damn media to play it. You don't have to put the CD in; it automatically updates for you. Yeah, even so. Dark Messiah, which is a game that normally requires the DVD if you don't use Steam for it. On Steam, it doesn't require the DVD. Yep. So that's um, the last game I have been playing so far is. Uh, just came out today was the online patch for Tekken 5 Dark Resurrection. So that came out, and I got a couple games in before we started podcasting. And so far, I th- basically, I think I need to plug my PlayStation 3 into my router and not use wireless internet. Why? Because there's just a little bit of lag that, that annoys me. Because, like, lag in a fighting game, I really don't like at all. Can you play in that game as that Jun Jun Pachi guy? Jun Pachi? You know, ending, yeah, yeah, it's something I like that. I think some... so. I think you can play as Jun Pachi. Don't I take my word off. I think it's either on. that or the PSP version, but one of them you can play as him. Oh, no, I think it's the PS3 version where you can play as Jun Pachi. But I think since they put this new patch out, they put in the online mode, which is pretty well implemented because you can actually like access your friends list semi-access your friends list from inside the game and invite people to your games. Which seems like are so archaic for uh, 360 Live owners, but hey, it's a step uh, step in the right direction for PlayStation 3 online. Um, yeah. No, we, go ahead. Yeah, that's always good that, that they're actually improving the servers. I mean, they released it and their service was so freaking bare-bones and... Uh, Everyone was getting mad, even the fanboys. Yeah. The only it's nice just... thing about it is it's free, so they mean if I was paying for it, I'd be so much. I wouldn't pay for it, basically, put it that way. I wouldn't pay for it. But Although since, that online since it's patch free, did cost you yeah. some money, didn't it? The online patch did cost me $10, but it adds. The online in... patch? I thought you said it was 5 Yeah, well, I thought it was 5 but I went to PlayStation Store and it was 10 But Ouch. I already had. I already had five dollars in my PlayStation Store wallet. And so, how much was the game originally? The game, the PlayStation Three version, was twenty dollars. So it, if you want this, it's going to cost you thirty bucks. And I know people are going to go, "Well, I can get the PSP version for twenty dollars, or I can get the PS2 version for twenty dollars." Let me tell you, the Tekken Five Dark Resurrection on PS3 is the definitive Tekken, the best Tekken game ever made at the moment at the moment until maybe Tekken 6 comes out with huge fat bob which we will get into later although you gotta give the PSP version some credit for it's whole portability factor yeah it does look really good I played a shitload of that game on my PSP during classes too hmm. um, but put it this way it looks really really good because it is based on the arcade version as you told me before yeah, that's based on Tekken 5.2. Yep. 
it looks even better with this patch. I would go as far to say that on that it looks better than any than probably Dead or Alive uh, 2 Ultimate. Almost looks as good as Dead or Alive 4, but I wouldn't go that far because the backgrounds don't look so hot. But the character models look vastly superior to the PlayStation 2 version because I put the PlayStation for a hell of it, I put the PlayStation 2 version in and upscaled it. Mm-hmm. And it's a night and day difference between the PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation 2 version upscaled. And yeah, because they really had to downgrade the arcade version to get the run on regular PlayStation 3 since the um, arcade version runs on an upgraded PlayStation 3 hardware. I mean, PlayStation 2 hardware. Yeah. Tekken 6 runs on an upgraded PlayStation 3 hardware. If you, okay, well, so. have you been playing anything else? One more game. I apologize. I bought Warhawk, the retail version at... at the games uh, Gestapo yesterday, which is GameStop. GameStopo. Yep, I had a ten percent off coupon from Cheap Ass Gamer, so I bought. So when I got Blue Dragon and my headset, I only paid around what I pay around a little over a uh, hundred and five dollars for two sixty dollar games, which is not bad. Plus, I had some trade-in. I already had uh, pre-orders down on both. And I traded in, and I got around 90-something dollars in trading credit for a whole bunch of old Kmart games that no one ever answered my trivia questions for, so they got traded in. Huh. So, screw you, trivia people. No more trivia for you. Huh. Um, so, bought Warhawk. And I can say... It's one of the better multiplayer shooter games I've played in a long time. Like, I really dig on the art style because it's like this... It sounds weird, but it's like this futuristic World War II art style. Like, the planes look like World War II planes with, with like, upgrades that you would see, like, if you were in the future. Oh, that's cool. Because the Warhawks were actually a plane that the U.S. used in World War II. It was an upgrade of the Tomahawk for history buffs out there. But the art style is really cool. It looks pretty It looks pretty damn good. Um, I know you've never played Battlefield, but it plays like a faster, more arcade version. Like, if you try to play Battlefield now, you will get destroyed because people play it now are so good at it that it's just hmm. impossible to go in. Kind of like Counter-Strike, you know? People are so good at Counter-Strike. Terrorists win. Oh, God. They always win. So, that game's really good. The big question is, $40 for a multiplayer-only game? Look, this game is leaps and bounds better than Shadowrun, and Shadowrun was a $60 multiplayer-only game with, you know what? How many maps? Let's see... Um, oh, like yeah. seven. that's right, seven maps that weren't even made by the studio that made them. They outsourced the maps to another studio for development. So, you know what I say? I say Warhawk is the better of the multiplayer-only console games. But, you know, it sometimes it just pisses me off when people are like, oh, well, I don't want to play $40 for a multiplayer-only game. But it's like, 
the amount of unlockables in that game would easily keep you busy for over 50 hours. If I can get 50 hours out of a $40 game, I'm pretty happy because considering, like, even, you know, 50 to $60 games I buy that don't even last me 10 hours, and I can still be happy with it. So if, if I have a good experience, you know, and yeah, I have pretty good experience with some friends on uh, PlayStation Network if I can ever get them in a game. And, you know, the game is, it's, it's it's hard to say because the retail version, when you buy it, it's twenty more dollars on the download, and you get the Bluetooth jobber headset. And of which, course, you actually get it on a disc. And you get it on a disc, which is nice. Um, so it feels like you know you have some merit to the money you just plop down for it. Huh. The game itself is good, but I mean, I was listening to the. Cadcast at work today and Wombat on there was saying oh how he won't pay $40 for a multiplayer only game but yet he would pay he has bought Oblivion now three times and he bought Shivering Isles for $30 off of the Xbox Live download service so you mean he bought it for PC 360 and PS3 yep why I have no clue. I might and buy now the 360 now once he's the going. Game of the Year edition comes out. But Yeah, know, now he's before. going back and buying the Game of the Year editions for each console, too. And it's like, so you're going to tell me that you won't pay $40 for a multiplayer-only game, but you will go back and you will rebuy the same game over and well, over again? Well, the thing is, he could be like me, and he could possibly just not play multiplayer as much as most people would. So $40 for a game he's not going to going to play much, wouldn't it be worth but, it? But, the thing is, he does play multiplayer games a lot. Okay. Because I've seen him on live all the time. He used to play uh, Rainbow Six Vegas a good bit. Um, so, it's not like he doesn't like multiplayer shooters. So, and then he bought Shadowrun for, what was it, $35? It was an Amazon deal a day or something last week. And it's like, you'll spend $35 for a shitty multiplayer-only game with seven maps that I got on PC for 20 bucks. But you won't spend $40 for a good multiplayer-only game. It's like, sometimes I think just because a game comes out on PlayStation 3, it automatically gets points deducted over because people are like, oh, I won't spend $600 for that. It's like, wait, you don't exactly spend... S- it, first of all... Anyone who buys the 80 gig pack is stupid. The 80 gig pack is a new TARD pack. The real PlayStation 3 is a 60 gigabyte pack. Because you don't have GIMPed um, PS2 support. There's a whole bunch of other shit in there. That, uh, that the uh, 60 gig is a better version to have the PlayStation 3. Have you been up to playing anything? Well, as I've been saying for like the past like four podcasts, you know, We've, we've done four podcasts, but... Uh, I thought we did five. Well, this is the fifth. Oh, okay. But um, I've been playing Morrowind, of course. And today, which, of course, is Thursday, we're recording this late, of course, because of our good friend Charlie. You know, Charlie Oscar Delta, but... Uh, I finally uh, beat the Blood Moon storyline. I saw the big video with all the ice and the glaciers collapsing and everything, and this big dude talking... And yeah, that was really cool, so I'm going to probably be... Soon I'll be um, 
doing the miscellaneous quests in the uh, Blood Moon expansion, which is it's still really fun. I the thing I like about Blood Moon, uh, comparing it to Tribunal, is Blood Moon. It's got this very large island, a lot of new enemies, a lot of new stuff you haven't seen before, and it just seems more involved. In fact. My character is like level fifty something or other, and I some of the the uh, battles where all these enemies just gang up on you, I get my ass kicked, even on normal difficulty. So do you cheat and turn it down to like when that happens and turn it down to like uh, play the game for me difficulty, and then just do like one sword swipe and kill like six people? No, that's boring. I just summon uh. like like fifteen golden saints and have them kick everyone else's ass because my character's a sorcerer. Like what I did in Oblivion when guards came after me and I have like six of them, I turn it on to beat the game for me mode and like slaughter all the guards and take all their armor and then just. If you're playing that on the away. PC version, the funny thing to do sometimes is just hit the tilde key to bring up the console, click on a guard, and type in kill, then hit enter. Hit the tilde again, they'll fall over dead. Are you serious? You can do that in the console? You can do you can do that in the PC version if you hit the tilde key to bring the console up. So it's like but you go to the, the final boss and click on him, hit, <laughs> type in kill, and then just hit enter. And it's like, here's the win the game for me button. <laughs> but you know what the fun part is? You you use the kill command to kill someone, take their armor, mm-hmm. bring up the console again, click on them once more, and type resurrect. It'll bring them back to life with their full armor once again. And they'll act like nothing ever happened, like even if you brutally murdered them with like a cleaver or something. So... That's pretty awesome. I'm I'm tempted to go and reinstall Oblivion and see if they'd try that out. The, and I also want to try out the mod that makes everyone dance that you showed me a long time ago. Oh yeah, I remember that. But the strange thing is the kill code wasn't didn't exist in uh, Morrowind, but the resurrect code did. And the big problem there is the resurrect code doesn't quite work right. Let's say, for instance, there's this quest in Blood Moon where there was this uh, this little creature, I think it was called a Rickling. You had to go through this big dungeon with eight of these very large dudes who li- would like literally kick your ass. And if this character got killed, it would ruin the whole quest. Well, the problem was, once you killed all, all eight of these guys, you had to go to a specific door that only he could open. But if he got killed in the process, what would happen if you used the resurrect code? He wouldn't follow you after you resurrected him because somehow he would forget that he's supposed to follow you. So really, the resurrect code doesn't work as well in Morrowind. It's pretty flawless in Oblivion. And the funny thing is in Oblivion, there's some NPCs which are just dead bodies. And if you use the resurrect code on them... Basically, they'll talk, but their lips won't move, and they won't have any real topics available. So it's just kind of funny to bring back, de- bring dead bodies back to life. <laughs> People that are just That's never meant awesome. to be alive. But that yeah. is, that is pretty awesome. So, like when I played uh, Morrowind, and then when I played Oblivion, I felt like Oblivion was a lot more toned down, like made for the mainstream than. Morrowind was made. Yeah, definitely. Oblivion was dumbed down. Basically, what most fans would say is, oh, the combat in Oblivion is so much better, and then and then you see everything else. Like, for instance, let's say you join the, uh, the Mages Guild. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to become Archmage, because the problem is 
very few quests are required to gain a rank. Whereas in Morrowind, you're doing like five quests maybe it might take to get a, a, a one rank, which you need to get several ranks, of course, to get to the top rank of Archmage. But in Oblivion, in sometimes in a guild, it'll take like one or two very small quests to get one rank, and it just seems like it's instant. That's why all those guys have their achievements so easily, because it's easy. You know what I'd figure there'd be for more win by now? What? I figure there'd be a mod that would make the somehow make the gameplay more like an oblivion. The simple fact is nobody wants that. All the all the Morrowind fans are content with Morrowind. Huh. Nobody wants to add oblivion gameplay to Morrowind. The thing is, the combat system in Morrowind actually uses your hit percentages and probabilities whether you hit or not. Oblivion just goes for the fact if your sword contacts the enemy, you hit. How much you hit for and um Stuff like that is determined by your stats, but you're not going to miss the guy unless you literally miss the guy. But in Morrowind, it's all based on your stats. If you're a shitty sword swordsman, you're not going to be hitting the guy all the time because, the, in my in my impression, that's more like real life. Like, let's say, for instance, you're facing some like really good guy with a katana and you suck. He's not going to let you hit him. No. Yeah, so, but the, the funny thing is, Oblivion scored a lot higher in review scores than the original Morrowind did. Or at least from what I've seen. I mean, generally, I mean, Morrowind's pretty high up there. But then Oblivion is just a little bit higher. Because, just as you said, it um, appeals to the masses. Exactly. Just like, just like the Wii, any Joe Sweatsocks can play it. It's yeah, not one of those things true. that requires a certain a certain devotion. Like Morrowind, you need to do a lot more to do certain things in the game, but the thing is, if you really get into it into that, it's a lot more rewarding. I always found in Morrowind you felt like you were more part of the world than in Oblivion you just kinda of felt like you're this person who's just uh doing stuff and everyone's like, Oh, you're the champion of Cyrodiil, yay, happy day and it's like Everyone says the same damn thing, whereas in Morrowind, I talk to people, they tell me different things. Sure, there isn't all those fancy voices, fancy graphics, realistic effects and stuff. Graphics are still great in Morrowind, but, you know, people don't care about great graphics. They want cutting edge, best there is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes I think graphics get too much more attention than they deserve. Sometimes I feel like graphical showcase, but then skimp on the gameplay and the latest game to suffer from that Layer on the PlayStation 3 did you buy that? it comes out tomorrow but I'm going to cancel my pre-order and pick up Jean d'Arc for the PSP which is supposed to be an awesome strategy RPG from level 5 and for the people who don't know that's the uh, French pronunciation of Joan of Arc yep because when I when you first told me about that, I thought like it was like a spinoff to like Perfect Dark. It's like John Dark, and I'm thinking, what the hell is it like <laughs> Joanna's brother? <laughs> so the nice thing about the game is it's only thirty dollars, and it's level five. And the last game level five made was Dragon Quest Eight for the PlayStation Two, which was a pretty good game. And then before that, they made the 
both Dark Cloud games, which were pretty good RPGs also. So they're a pretty good RPG developer, and they're also working on White Knight Story for the PlayStation 3, which looks like it's going to turn out to be a pretty good RPG. Well, as you were talking about graphics, one of the demos I had tried the other day was Stranglehold on the Xbox 360. And I must say, those are the best-looking Asian people who are not real I've ever seen. Really? So they look really good. Yeah, remember as I, was, as I was telling you, if they made a Shenmue 3, this is what it should look like. Because the thing is, I remember back when I played the original Shenmue game, I was like, oh wow, this game's awesome. Th- that's basically the caliber of graphics Sega would need to deliver for Shenmue 3, at least, if not more. Because you know Sega, they like to do just a little bit more when they do certain games, in order to like impress us once again. Yeah, but... Do you think Sega... I mean, remember we saw that uh, leaked uh, Sega TGS uh, game sheet, and I, I'm i pretty sure that thing's full of bullshit. It just seems like a Sega nerd's, like, dream list of games to come back. I mean, it had, like, Battle... What did it have? It didn't have, like... like Fighters Mega Mix 2. Fighters Mega Mix 2 and Shenmue 3 and... Shenmue Samba, 1 and 2 plus yes, for and, 60. Samba de Amago for uh, Wii. Actually, that probably would be just about the perfect fit. I mean, yeah, I can got, see that. Yeah, I can you see got that. Two working. motion things in both your hands instead of I those mean, stupid yeah, I can see that. that were only used in like two freaking games. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, it had a ton of ton of games on there, and it would be like, oh, Sega's back is a huge superpower if, if that ever happened. But it, yeah. Like, I, I just it was like there was a skies of Arcadia for the Wii coming out. It was just there's just too much good stuff to be actually be true. So I'm calling BS if, on that. And if even ten percent of that list is true, Sega will be reestablished on the market. But of course, the simple fact is, it'll all be seen at TGS. If Sega does nothing, they'll just be nothing like they are right now. If they do something like that list, Sega, plays, yeah, Sega makes money, and that's something they weren't doing in the Dreamcast days. So. I guess they're making money somewhere. I mean, I guess they made money off me since I bought a new version of uh, Virtual Fighter 5 for PlayStation 3. Well, back to Stranglehold. The thing about that game was, when I was first starting to play it, I gotta admit, the uh, controls, they felt awkward. Just the whole uh, shooting two guns at the same time and the, yeah. and the uh, first-person shooter controls. But it's one of those things... As you're playing it, you kind of just get into it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you're on the rail, and then the dude starts shooting at you, so you hit that button that makes, like, everyone slow down. And the thing and then is... You sh- did you shoot the, like, the the lamps above them and let them come down and crush the guys and stuff, so you don't have to actually shoot those guys and make big explosions and stuff? Yep. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. That was really cool. Another game that I've been playing, which, of course, I have several friends on the instant messengers that tell me I'm stupid to play this game, was uh, Sonic the Hedgehog for Xbox. Uh, Now, when I say Sonic the Hedgehog, I mean the uh, next-gen 3D version, not the uh, original game. I'm sorry. You must be in deep pain. You must have to take, like, some really good uh, mental therapy after you play these games. The simple fact is I'm playing it and I'm actually enjoying it quite thoroughly. I only like played every once in a while. Like It's not like a game that I'm playing every single day because some of the stuff does get a little bit annoying, but as I've like, said to my like friends... The, I'm, 
I'm like game. a really big Sonic fan, and uh, it's a decent Sonic game. It's not terribly horrible like most people claim. Did you play Sonic Rush for DS? Yeah. Did you like that? Immensely. There's a new one coming out this month. Yeah, I know, Sonic, Sonic Rush. Rush Adventure. Yep, so I heard that the 2D parts are awesome, and the only parts that suck are the 3D parts that they put in there for like a couple minutes. So, hopefully, yeah, Sonic Rush Adventure got pretty good review scores in EGM. Um, I think it got all 7s and 8s. In Sonic the Hedgehog, the only thing that I found a little bit little bit weak, there was only like one part in the game really so far, but it's like in an action stage where you're Sonic, you're like blazing through level, killing everything. Then all of a sudden there's this part where Sonic grabs onto a whale, and he's like, Tails, get that stupid switch for me before he gets out. And I'm thinking to myself, is Sonic holding onto the whale's fin really stopping it from getting out? No. And then your tails, and you have to get to the switch, of course. And it just, it just doesn't quite go with the action gameplay you were used to with Sonic, because it's just slower. That's the only part I've really not liked so far. The you got to agree with that thing Sonic... about the whale, though. How could that Sonic really S- hold Sonic... the big whale, and he's this tiny little bug compared to the whale? No, no, the biggest gripe I have about Sonic now is that fucking Sonic and Mario at the Olympics. You watch the trailer, and Mario keeps up with Sonic on the 100-meter dash. I mean, what the fuck? If there is something that Sonic is going to destroy Mario in, it's a fucking 100-meter dash. I don't want this bullshit of Mario is just as fast as Sonic. No, fuck you, Nintendo. Fuck you for destroying Sonic and making him as slow as Mario. He's not as slow as some fat Italian plumber with his ass crack hanging out. He's Sonic. He's a blue, furry thing that tries to have sex with humans in the in the 360 game. You know what? Just fuck you, Nintendo, for trying to fuck over Sonic and make him slow. He, he's not fucking retarded. He's not like, you know, the retarded cousin of Sonic that, you know, runs backwards or something. He's Sonic. He needs to be fast. He needs to run fast. And you know what? Daisy does not run as fast as Sonic. I don't care what the fuck you say. Sorry. That was my rant on being pissed at Nintendo for fucking over Sonic. The thing they kind of had to do there was they kind of had to made all the characters equal in their abilities. That's probably why they did that. Yeah, well then they shouldn't have made the game. Because you think... Okay, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Sonic's going to just destroy Mario and everything except maybe the high jump. Huh. Um, and but there is hope, Sonic fans, that we will get a very good Sonic game. Hopefully, in the next couple, maybe next year and a half, two years. Bioware is making a Sonic RPG for the DS. If anyone didn't know that. And Bioware makes the Knights of the Old Republic game, the first one. They are making Mass Effect, and they made Jade Empire, and before that they made Baldur's Gate. Neverwinter Nights. And Neverwinter Nights 1. So, hopefully that game will turn out awesome, because all of the other Bioware games have turned out awesome. And Mass Effect looks like it's going to turn out awesome. And they posted the release date. Mass Effect is coming out on November 20th. That was announced today, so... To let you guys know, you will want to cancel all appointments on November 20th. You will want to call in sick at work or school or whatever you do. And you will want to have a large supply of energy drinks and sun chips 
and you will need to poop socket because that game will be awesome. That frightens me very thoroughly. Poop socking? No, the whole the whole uh, get all your food, get all your drinks. Eh, I've never really played a game that I've liked that much, so I didn't want to use the bathroom. No. Heavy poop socking is that new word where you play a game so much that you don't want to get up and take a shit, so you just put a sock on your ass so you can shit in the sock. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> four well, strength, four stamp leather belt. Do the thing. Oh, oh. Okay, well, let's move on to our uh, subject about the Call of Duty 4 beta demo thingamajigger. So, I was skeptical when I first saw Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare because Call of Duty 1 and 2, I don't count Call of Duty 3 because that wasn't even made by the same people. That's the bastard child of the Call of Duty series. Um, 1 and 2 were always about these huge like battles. Like You felt like you were part of a war. You didn't feel like you were a super soldier and you were destroying everything in your path. You felt like you were this guy on the ground that had his place in the war and you knew what you had to do and stuff and you have to depend on your teammates to actually you know, get you through this. So when I first saw the first footage for Call of Duty 4 on the Microsoft E3 press conference, they showed this thing where it was you and a sniper guy and you took out like 10 to 15 guys sneaking around and I'm thinking to myself what the fuck this is not Call of Duty this is not what Call of Duty is about maybe this change to modern warfare isn't for the better because you know they don't put as many people into combat as they did in World War 2 today so but luckily this beta has relieved me of my problems the cool thing about the beta is you had several uh several character types you can choose from. You don't just have to be the stock soldier. No. And what's cooler is when you get to level 4, you can create your own class with its own abilities and the own weapons and what uh, what you want to load out your weapon and customize it with and what kind of grenades you want to take. And You unlock more uh, guns and grenade types and special perks and abilities as you level up in the game. So, as far as the stock classes went, uh, the one I liked the most was the heavy gunner. Heavy gunner, I I played through on those the basics. What was the basic one? Assault, which yeah, you got the what was was that an M? No, was that an M? I think it was an M16 with a grenade launcher on the end of it. It was that stupid ass gun that fired in bursts, which I hated a lot. Well, if you fire in bursts, you know you're a little you're more accurate than if you have full auto. Yeah, but the thing, when your other when the other character has the heavy gunner's machine gun and you have that, you get your ass kicked. Yeah, that's true. But um, what I found is I would when I played, and a couple times I was playing, I got I don't know, I'd get around fifteen, sixteen kills, and I'd get you know probably around eight, nine, ten deaths. What I would do is I would switch to my grenade launcher first thing, and since you get two shots of the grenade launcher, and if you get anywhere near them, it's basically insta-kill. So I would just run around with that and kind of sneak up behind people and just shoot them with a grenade launcher and kill them if I could hit them with a knife. So, but this game has some amazing sound. Like, 
I have it cranked up on my uh, 5.1 on my TV. Jesus, it was so loud that pictures and shit were rattling and falling off my wall in my room. Awesome. Like, it was like the bass was just pounding, and it wasn't even up at like, not even half volume. Like, my receiver goes all the way up to about 75, and I think I had it on about 30, 30 or 35 volume, and there was so much bass and so much shit going on at one time that shit was just falling off the walls, and like, it was so loud and crazy. Like, my dog even left the room, he thought it was too loud. Awesome. So, this game has some, if you have, this is one of these games that makes you love your surround sound. It makes you be happy that you have some. But it it just has some amazing sound. And what did you think of the visuals? Yeah, I thought the visuals were really good. And considering this doesn't use Unreal 3 like 99% of games these days do, it uses its own engine. Yep. 60 frames a second, too, and it looks that good. Which is... I, although I do wish you could get into those cars in that one level and just run over people. That'd be fun. But, you know... Well, they they, they did have uh, vehicles in Call of Duty 3, and it it didn't... It just didn't feel right. Like, it felt tacked on because they'd become incredibly strong because it'd be almost impossible to stop. But if you notice, you can kind of get vehicles. If you get, like, a five or six kill streak in a row... You can call in, um, like, an, an airstrike, or you can call in a helicopter to come in and just mow down everything in a certain spot. Well, that's not really vehicles. That's just... It's kind of like it's auxiliary support and stuff. Exactly. So, I mean, that works pretty well. The only gripe I really have is I've never been a big fan of the unlocking system on multiplayer games because... Say somebody can't afford Call of Duty 4 when it first comes out, because there's so many games coming out this year. Say the guy doesn't get the game till you know, when it goes on sale, maybe in March, right? Yeah. The problem is, he goes in in March, and he doesn't have any stuff unlocked. The people that are, like, level 100 and have everything unlocked and have, like, a super elite character are going to destroy him, and he's not going to have much of a chance to ever level up, and so he's going to get frustrated at the multiplayer and then never play it again. Poor bastard. And what if that's you? Say you don't buy it to, like... Say you're going to buy it, and you just wait for the price to drop down to, you know, say $40 or so. It doesn't happen until March. So... I mean, wouldn't you feel a little frustrated that you could never level up and get better guns because everyone else had just bought the game earlier? Definitely, but the thing is, like with me, I'm not as good as this, as good with this game as you are. But I'm kind of leveling up eventually. Like after quite a few matches, I'm finally like up to level three, which is where you were. Yeah, I got up to level five last night, and it was about one thirty, and I I had to go to bed because I had to get up at around six to go to work. Yeah, I quit a little after one, so I probably quit right before you did. But yeah, you, you yeah. got, like, kicked from our game, so I was like, where the hell is in your face? It says he's still playing the game, but he's not here. But it was weird because I got in, and then I saw you loaded, and I was following people, and then it said, and then it gave me the screen to, like, select my loadout. 
and it said downloading game settings. Deep you dreaded. were downloading game settings? Yeah, as soon as I got in, I tried to set the thing, it said downloading game settings. So I sat there and waited for five minutes, and then the game froze. And then I was like, what the fuck? So I waited a couple minutes, and then it kicked me back out to the server. So then I said, you know what, fuck it. So I put it on search game and downloading game settings, and it took about 10 to 15 minutes, and then finally it went through and it stopped, and I could join a game. But every time I tried to join back into the game you were, it would tell me game server was full, but I didn't understand because I still had a spot in there. Yeah, the server the server actually did fill up after you left. Oh, okay. So, I understand that, but other than that, I mean, it's a beta, so you got to expect these kind of things. It's not perfect final wear. They still get a lot of debugging to do. The game doesn't come out till November, so... Well, for but everyone over- who slept slept under a rock the other day, here's the uh, the big shit with the beta test. They were first going to roll it out as at 12, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It was basically a first-come, first-served basis. But, of course, the cheap assholes who decided to put this website up just couldn't buy a little bit more bandwidth so everyone could actually get on the site without it crashing. So what happened is... Later on, when they eventually got back, they said, basically, they're going to give you 24 hours and to sign up, and then they're just going to basically randomly pick people. Of course, it's quite a coincidence that both me and you got picked. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there's, they said they're going to roll out some people in other countries in September. They didn't say exactly when, and then they're going to just be adding stuff as this goes eventually. Yeah, so hopefully we'll be in for a pretty good and free, lengthy beta process. Yeah, the thing I was pissed is the last beta test I got, which was Shadowrun. I couldn't play the damn thing because my stupid 360 got the three red lights, and then when I got the damn thing back, since it was a different console, it said that my code was invalid because it was a different hard drive, and of course I'm guessing it locked it to the machine code. Yeah, that's stupid. So I couldn't actually play the so, Shadowrun beta. Shadowrun Ninja, your 360. It stealthily destroyed it. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, you better. Well, you know, it's kind of funny because I got in the beta for World in Conflict for PC. And that was when I first got my video card. And the game kept locking and crashing on me because I didn't have enough juice in my power supply. I didn't have enough volts. Juice. I didn't have enough volts on my uh, 12 volt rail. Juice think, like, think, that, like that very bad racing game. Oh my god. Did, did I, mean, I ever one, show don't, you... The, yeah, you showed me the theme song. I don't want to think uh, about it because it will get stuck in my head. Oh, guess what? I, I gotta tell you this. All the, all the guys over at Assembler Forums were asking me why I did this, but I recently had started converting some videos to PSP with Xvid for PSP, which is a very excellent program from the guys at, I think it's called Winnie Dose or something like that. Let's see, what was it called? It was called W-I-N-N-Y-D-O-W-S. I think it's like WinnieDose.com or something like that. And uh, so I took the uh, high-quality version of uh, the video Assembler had uploaded and I used their cropping function, and I made a version of the canceled juiced rap music video for uh, the PSP. Oh my gosh! I uploaded it to Mega Upload and everything. If you want to get that, all you have to go do is go to assemblergames.com, click on the news section. You'll find some a uh, topic that says something like uh, 
the worst game intro ever made, and you go to the last page, you'll find what uh, post from me, Game Master fourteen XIV, and I put a mega upload link. But of course, some guy asked, "Why would you want to carry that around with you?" And then simply, I replied, "People were saying the same thing about the N gauge." So the I, I kind of got him back. <laughs> the N gauge is coming back in October. N gauge. But it's not going to be a dedicated standalone system. The end gauge is going to be what Nokia calls their downloadable games on their their downloadable games on their phones. Make it so. So we're not going to have like Taco version two, which the Too coolest bad. picture I ever sent you was of Mega Man eating a taco, <laughs> because Mega Man is going to be on the new end gauge platform. On the one thing we speaking of funny pictures, one thing we gotta mention is the new the new unofficial drink of the game Nexus Diet Water. Diet Water is the unofficial drink, and the official drink of Game Nexus. It has balls. less calories and carbs than regular water. That and if he, you want to check that out, go to go to English dot com and click on drinks. It's like I think I think it's like on the first page and it's it's seriously a product from Japan called Diet Water. And the product that is fully endorsed and used by the Game Nexus is the DVD Rewinder which we find that tool to be invaluable in our regular lives. Yeah, how else are they going to rewind your I know. Could you imagine having to press a, like putting a DVD back in your DVD drive and wasting yeah. that precious DVD drive time and re- hitting rewind on it? Yeah, I mean, what if I want to watch that? another movie? Exactly. I mean, yeah. and then you would just pop it in, and then you can, you know, you send it back to Netflix or bring it back to your local blockbuster. Then they'd be like, what the hell? You didn't rewind the DVD? What are we going to do with it now? Exactly. We don't, we, have, we like, don't have a DVD rewinder. So we encourage everyone to either buy a DVD rewinder or make one. Because I'm pretty sure I found MacGyver instructions for how to make DVDs, DVD rewinders out of a um, old Game Boy Advance, a couple marshmallows, and a paperclip. Yeah, but MacGyver can do anything. MacGyver can do anything. Like, I saw this one... Oh, where was it? I can't remember what site it was on. It said it was like MacGyver Swiss Knife. And all it was was a Swiss... It was like MacGyver Swiss Army Knife. And it was just a paperclip. Huh. <laughs> I just found that pretty funny. I yeah, had another funny awesome. story about MacGyver. Okay. Kind of off topic. But Go ahead. Back in my 11th grade year, my chemistry teacher was awesome. But he had this one weird phobia where he was afraid to death of chocolate chips. Of chocolate chips? Yeah. Chocolate chips and chocolate chip cookies. And no one ever found out why and he taught there for over 20 something years no one ever found out why he was afraid of chocolate chips so me and my friend being the smart asses that we are all the time and how we always look at retarded internet pictures on the class before we had chemistry we decided we found MacGyver's instructions on how to make chocolate chip cookies it was a recipe it was 13 pages long printed out and it had these really gay-looking MacGyver with one eye and a <laughs> parrot on his shoulder. I found to be fucking hilarious. 
unfortunately, I laid this upon his desk. And he knew who it was exactly because we always print out retarded pictures and either put them on his wall or um, put them on his desk for him to see. Like one time we did a whole bunch of photoshops of like squirrels killing people and like mass squirrel riots destroying the government and stuff and like giant squirrels attacking Navy ships and flying in from the sky. Okay, so what happened with with, uh, a weird pirate MacGyver? So we put weird pirate MacGyver on. And he takes off his like he did this thing where he was angry. You could tell he would take off his glasses, put his head down, and then squeeze the area, like squeeze the bridge of his nose in between his eyes. He'd go like that. You could tell he was angry when he did that. So we knew he was angry right away, and he knew exactly who the hell it was. So he looked at me, and he looked at my friend, and he said, "Which one of you did this?" And immediately my friend chickens out. He says, "He did it." He did it, and pointing to me. And I'm like, you bastard, you did it too. And he was like, out in the hall. I sat out in the hall in chemistry for two weeks before he let me back into class. Oh, wow. He wouldn't even take my work that I didn't even get. So I ended up getting a C that six weeks because I sat out in class two weeks. It wasn't that bad because I played my DS while I was sitting outside of class. So did you ever find out why he was scared of chocolate chips? No one knows. No one knows why he's afraid of chocolate chips. One kid got the balls the semester after we had it, dumped four bags of chocolate chips onto his desk. (laughs) He literally got up, left class, and went home. Oh, my God. Like, we never figure out why. He also would not let anyone take his picture because that's because he had this belief that if you have a picture taken, your soul will be stolen forever. He sounds like a Native American. But he's not. He's this really... He's an old white guy with this insanely... Do you remember what... What's the doc, what was it? Remember in Back to the Future, uh, Christopher Lloyd's character? Was Doc it? Brown. Dr. Brown, yeah. Dr. He, Emmett L. Brown. He looked like a bigger, shorter version of Dr. Brown. Hmm. <laughs> So, just, I mean, and his hair wasn't quite as long. It was a little bit shorter. But he looked like that. He didn't have the whole big, froey Einstein thing going on. He sort of did, but it wasn't that bad. But the, he was probably the coolest teacher I ever had in high school. Because we did so many awesome things. He lit my whole arm on fire one time, and it didn't even uh-huh. hurt. So- I don't know how he did it. And we had this thing called... Uh, selenium hexafluoride and basically you inhale this stuff and your voice gets so incredibly deep awesome and you have to talk with that and then it's really awesome because you have to suck in the stuff is so heavy in your lungs you have to suck in helium to get it to come out <laughs> to push it back out to the top and then the helium will sit in your lungs and you're like, you'll be like <laughs> so after that you have to suck in oxygen to get the helium out <laughs> But the selenium hexafluoride stuff, he had like a tiny tube of it, and the stuff is expensive. He said that that tiny tube, he paid over like $150 for it. Wow. But the stuff, you don't need a lot of it, and it was awesome, because it's like, because you don't even try to like, you can talk normal, and you're like, if I can find a link to a YouTube video, I'll put it up in the forums, along with the dead squirrel picture that I promised over a couple months ago. I think you promised that, like, podcast number two. Yeah, well, 
That was because podcast number two is semi delayed because of the squirrel. And th- this podcast was like really delayed because of no reason in particular, really. Oh, Call of Duty four beta and plus Updog plus technical difficulties plus any Faye being exhausted one night or he couldn't do it. Well, now we got the whole thing going on with Audacity running on the computer over here, so we have no excuse anymore. Yeah, it's a lot easier for us to get this done now. And hopefully we can, you know, still aim to get one out there every, you know, every two weeks or so, probably around there. Seems like a good yeah, average every two weeks. That seems like good. Maybe, maybe you know, if we have a lot to talk about, something big happens, you know, we'll put up a podcast but we're not promising anything. If nothing really happens and it's kind of slow, you know, maybe you won't kill him for a month. Was well, there or... anything else you'd like to talk about in Ufay? There are a couple things I wanted to talk about before we, uh, before we say, uh, goodnight. Good Layer, night. Layer for PlayStation 3 just received a 4.9 from IGN. Is that out of 10? Yeah. Ow. The funny thing about that is the same guy wrote the previews for Lair, and he wrote all these positive things in the preview about Lair, and then when he wrote the final, he wrote the review, all the positive things he said in the review, in the preview, said never existed in the final game code. Like, he didn't outright reference his uh, preview, like we went back in the neo, like people went back in the NeoGAF forums and pointed out all the stuff he said in the in the preview of how good the the stuff was. Mm-hmm. So it just goes to prove to show that game previews, for the most part, are bullshit. Are are basically just a restating of a press release. Um, I don't trust game previews from one up. I mean, I trust game previews from one up. I'm sorry. I don't trust game previews from. GameSpot, IGN. I almost don't trust them anywhere except One Up and One Up, um, some of the One Up Network podcasts because they'll lay it out straight. If they don't like something, they'll say this shit sucks. Well, the thing is, simply enough, I always take a preview with a grain of salt because I know it's an early build of the game and it's just more or less to give you kind of a taste. It could totally yeah. be changed by the time you actually get the game in your hands. Yeah. But um, there's also something awesome. There was a PC game that came out in Japan called Woman Slapping, where it was a life simulator, and if your woman didn't want to behave, he'd slap her in the face, and she started to behave. Th- that game is coming to the DS via Homebrew. So now you can do touchscreen woman slapping for all you woman abusers out there. What do the graphics look like on the PC version? Um, like these anime... Do they look like anime sprites? Oh, okay. There's one other news story that was out there that I wanted to count. Uh, the new Devil May... Oh, Jesus Christ, what the... Devil May 4... New Devil May Cry 4 screens came out. There's a yeah. white-haired chick with insanely large tits. Awesome. Let's see. Um, do you ever hear of the game Trigger Heart Exalia? It was no. a... Uh, side-scrolling shooter was one of the very last games to come out for the Dreamcast, and it came out last year. It is now coming not really to the, familiar with it. It's coming to the uh, Xbox Live Arcade in Japan, 
So cross your fingers, it'll come to the United States because it's a it's a very good side-scrolling shooter. Cool. cool. Something I want to talk about because there's a franchise that I particularly like and I feel is for the most part underrated and overlooked and it's been overshadowed for most of its life and that's the Silent Hill franchise. Oh, speaking of Silent Hill, good good segue there. The new Silent Hill 5 details have come out in EGM. Konami, I'm not sure has made the best decision here, but has decided instead of developing Silent Hill 5 internally has outsourced Silent Hill 5 to a game company called The Collective. We are the Borg. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's the only thing I think of when I hear The Collective. And But the funny part is The Collective did make a Star Trek game. But that's something to talk about. Which the game did they make? The Collective... I'd look up their site. I just remember seeing a, a, Star, a Star Trek game reference somewhere. Um, the Collective's last game, to give you guys an idea, was... It just hurts me to say this inside. The Da Vinci Code for PlayStation 2. So, I mean, as we know, the game is 360, PlayStation 3. The combat system is going to be reworked, but it's not going to become an action game. They're not going to overhaul the combat. Um, They're going to change it, I guess, so it's a little better than just pressing X. They... I remember the... You know the... One of the best parts about the Silent Hill series was... I gotta go find Shira Pearl. Besides that was... You remember how creepy the sound was? Yeah, the whole atmosphere of the game was very nice. Um, The same guy who's done the sound for all the games is is working with the collective to do the sound for Silent Hill 5. So that's a good sign. He's being assimilated into the collective. Oh, gosh. But originally Silent Hill 5... Silent Hill games were a Japanese take on the fuck is this? Sorry, Mike. Uh, the Silent Hill games were a Japanese take on American horror. And now Silent Hill 5 is going to be an American take on Japanese horror. Which we know Japanese takes on American horror are pretty bad. Look at um, the Americanization of The Grudge and The Ring. Yeah, those were kind of horrible, really bad. Well, and you gotta give the the collective a little bit of credit. They did uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine The Fallen, which was a decent third-person shooter for people who like that show. They did Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb, which, of course, as we all know, was it was an okay game. It wasn't the worst was in the world, and of course, they did Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, which, for a movie game, wasn't bad. It wasn't a piece of tripe, but of course, then again, they kind of sullied their whole track record by their two latest games. Mark Echoes getting up, contents under pressure, that, but and you might the think Divinity that game Post. was bad, but that game was surprisingly good. Besides, I mean, like. That game was not bad. I 
if I remember right, I own it for Xbox. I played a little bit of it. I was surprised by how good it was, and then I looked up the reviews, and it got it got eights for reviews, sevens and eights for reviews. So that game wasn't too bad either. I think the just the latest game, the Da Vinci Code, was a a big letdown. But let's hope Silent Hill Five will be a return to form for the Silent Hill series because four was a low point in the series. Yeah, they of course also did uh, Wrath Unleashed. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and there was the Game of Life and Men in Black on the PlayStation game console. Yeah. So, I mean, the only thing we can really do is hope for the best. Well, on the subject of Silent Hill, you may or may not have heard the Silent Hill Origins pre-release demo got leaked. It actually was physically stolen from an event and leaked on the internet. You heard about that? Yeah, I sure did, but I did not have a chance to download the demo. So, did you have a chance to download the demo? Yep, and you must have, like, your, your custom firmware. I have the uh, last Dark Alex version, which was 3.40 OEA, and I put the... You just throw the demo into your uh, uh, games folder. It's a CSO, so it's probably compressed. A lot of people are thinking that it's a possibility since it's a... Uh, basically a trade demo it's not meant to really be given to anyone at all so people are thinking there might be more game content than is actually playable in there so you never know some of these hackers might actually be able to hack the code a little bit but I must admit the graphics in the game for a PSP game are awesome they're Silent Hill 2 quality or above nice are they are they as good as quality as uh, Crisis Core and um, the God of War for PSP? Honestly, I don't know. I've never had those in playable form, so I really don't want to judge. Because the thing is, seeing, based, a, based seeing on a video the, of a game yeah. and playing a game are just two different things. But from well, what it, I've especially played in the, in PSP. the uh, from what I've played in the uh, demo, it's really, really creepy. It has that whole same Silent Hill type atmosphere, you know, like really drab. Mm-hmm. Stuff just coming out of everywhere. All the thing is, um, it feels just like your old Silent Hill games, and um, you just like beat like these zombie things with a with like a crowbar or something, and you just go through this hospital and uh, go all around. It's pretty cool. Definitely worth a download if you're super elite like me. Well. This is an interesting segue, but this is quite strange. I found this strange. I don't know if you even know about this yet, but a very popular torrent search engine called Torrent Spy has recently closed their search engine to the USA. So I have moved on, and I am using the Pirate Bay from now on. But don't you just find that kind of weird? And it's not like they got sued or anything. No, they were getting sued by the MPAA. Oh, they really were? Because on their site, they're like, it's not like we're getting sued. We're just, like, afraid of legal climate in the USA. So they actually were getting sued. That's Yeah, it's bullshit. They are getting sued. Okay, so that clears a bit up. I was going to say, why would they just stop? It just seems stupid. Yeah, MPAA made them do it. Yeah, there's still, like, Mini Nova, Torrent Reactor, no, the Pirate Mini, Bay. Yeah, no, Pirate Bay brought back Mini Nova. No, 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 no. Pirate Bay is bringing back Supernova. Excuse me. They're actually bringing back... Mm-hmm. Supernova. They got, yep, they got the license. They have the name 
and the domain name for it now. They bought it, and will they're bringing Pirate it back. Will Pirate turn into Supernova, or will it's just going to it's just going to be two different ones? Oh, cool. So that's pretty cool. It's coming back because that used to be like the end all for BitTorrents. And that was s u p r nova dot org, not no e in there. Yeah. So, I don't know if you've been following the development of Tekken 6, but, you know, there's kind of been a little bit of leak. There's been a little bit of information out of the Famitsu magazines. Bob. <laughs> and this week comes Bob. Yeah, you can, you, you can explain I first that. You explained this, it the best. When I first look at this, I thought, what the fuck? John Candy ate, came back to life, and ate one of the small little girls, and Tekken, and absorbed her powers, and is now a fighter. Because this guy looks like a fat version of John Candy in a Tekken game. And then he ate a bunch of other people who were pretty fat as well, because he needed to gain a little bit more mass. Because he wasn't, he wasn't quite there yet. But... I, from what I understand, what I've been reading around, there's a character in Tekken called Huang, but that's a little, I guess it's too hard to say for a lot of Tekken players. Actually, wasn't he like Hororanga wrong or something like that? It's, like, it's really long freaking name. It's H-W-O-R-A-N-G, which is pronounced Huang. And I guess it's too hard for some Tekken players to pronounce, so they called him Bob. So, from what I read, this is a wink-wink, nudge-nudge from Namco back at the Tekken community saying, we acknowledge you, and they made this big, fat character. But, this is straight from um, Kotaku, and they say, uh, he's fat and he fights. Japan's Arcadia magazine has revealed that Bob, a new Tekken 6 character, He's a martial arts genius who engineered his body to become huge when he was unable to beat opponents bigger than him. After going underground to alter his appearance, a beefy Bob resurfaced. Other fighters didn't take him seriously, so Bob entered the King of Iron Fist Tournament 6 to test his new powers. Hope... So... We now know that Bob was a scientist... No, Bob was a fighter who was probably some scrawny guy that couldn't beat people up. So I don't think he altered his genes. I uh, went underground to alter his genes in parents. I think he just went to McDonald's and ate a shitload of double cheeseburgers because, good Jesus, is this guy fat? Huh. So that's with Bob. Um, Gran Turismo Five Prologue coming at the end of this year. Um, thanks. Is that an internet service? <laughs> no. Um, you know, it's that the gorgeous-looking PlayStation 3 racing game, which looks better than any racing game ever. Almost looks better than any console game ever made. I mean, the game looks amazing. Like, I can watch that trailer and convince myself that I am looking at real cars going around a real track. I don't know if you've, if you've had a chance to watch the trailer in HD. No, I haven't bothered. Should, just, just for the sake of, like looking at it, just down the trailer in HD it's like, it's not very long, it's like 45 seconds watch some of the gameplay 
you'll swear that it looks like real life. I mean, it looks it looks really good. And any Lord of the Rings online fans out there, there you can now play um, Lord of the Rings online for free for seven days. Um, you don't have to play anything for it. You just download the client, and there's a free seven-day trial going on right now for everyone. The um, new PSPs are leaking out everywhere. Leaking? Suppose, like, you know, the new PSPs are going out. People are finding them and buying them. The PSP oh, I thought you slim. were saying you're saying they were leaking out like they're not supposed to be out, and then Sony was like, "Why are the new PSPs out? They must not be out now." We need to sue um, Circuit City again. I mean, we need to sir, uh, sue uh, Cheap Ass Gamer again, because you know Circuit City is suing Cheap Ass Gamer. I still say the uh, the worst thing is that whole Paramount HD DVD thing. Like, first they were HD DVD, then they went over to Blu-ray. Now they're back to HD DVD again, and a bunch of stupid but that Sony HD... fanboys are thinking that Microsoft paid them off. Did you hear Micro... that? Yeah, a bit. but you know what's funny? Is that that deal only lasts for 18 months, and then it's done for. Then they'll be back oh. on Blu-ray. But the thing is, I just love that whole thing. It's like... Microsoft response, no, we did not pay them anything. The thing is, Microsoft doesn't care who wins. Well, they are officially backing HD DVD. But it's not like but it's, it's not, not like, like they stake the whole uh, the whole fortune on it like Sony did. Yeah. Because Sony is like basically Blu-ray or death. Yeah. That's how Sony is. And I hear the licensing fees to put stuff on Blu-ray or HD DVD it's pretty exorbitant. So that's why sometimes you see like double the amount of price. Like Heroes on DVD from Amazon would cost me a little over $30 to get shipped to my house. Heroes on HD DVD would cost me over $70. But the simple fact is the $69.99 price tag is a lot better than the $99.99 price tag they're charging in stores currently. Like I don't understand how they get away with charging almost they charging twice because I think the real version it just it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense to me I think okay, oh man, well, Manhunt 2 is back on track for uh release this year as you know it got an AO but ESRB eventually got a rating down it got a rating down to M and is going to come out on Halloween and I will not be buying it because on Halloween I will be buying Hellgate London, which will be a superior game. I thought you were going to say you'll be trick-or-treating. <laughs> Please, I just buy candy from the stores a day after Halloween. Are you not going to go trick-or-treating as a giant clown? I would, but... make some porn? I would. <laughs> so... Well, is there any other things for this podcast. Oh, and Ife wants to go get some sleep, so he's gonna go to bed. But Well, this has been the Game Nexus podcast. I'm, of course, Game Master 14, and with... In Ife, and our shameless plugs at the end, go to our damn website and sign up on our forums, for Christ's sake. Oh, yeah, and check out uh, In Ufe's squirrel picture that he might actually post one of these years. Hopefully, I'll be posting this week. I should be posting this week. If we get, if I see 
one person, one new person listen to this podcast and sign up for our forums, I will post a dead squirrel picture. Also, another thing, when you're downloading this podcast from the site, listen to it, go back to the site, post a comment, tell us what you think. If you think we're stupid, say we're stupid. If you think we're awesome, say we're awesome. If you think I'm full of shit, tell me I'm full of shit. If you think in your face voice is too deep, tell him to talk higher. <laughs> okay, if you well. think any face sounds cooler like this, then let him know. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, well, that's all for us. Until next week, we are Ghost. Ghost.